This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Well, since the end of the 2020 season, we have known the Steelers' opponents and where the Steelers' games will be played. We just didn't know when they would be played and at what time. But that all changed last night thanks to the NFL's schedule release special. We knew that the Steelers were playing the Bills. We found that out early in the morning yesterday. Did a whole episode breaking down that first week matchup, and it is a doozy for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the rest of the schedule falls like this. As I said, they go to Buffalo in week one. In week two, they welcome the Las Vegas Raiders to Heinz Field to open up the Steelers' home digs for the 2021 season. Then they have back-to-back home games as they welcome the Cincinnati Bengals into town for week three. They go on the road to Lambeau Field week four to face the Green Bay Packers. In week five, they welcome the Denver Broncos back to Heinz Field for a second year in a row. Their first primetime game comes week six as the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll roll their way into town for an 8.20 p.m. kickoff on Sunday Night Football. Then they have their bye week following that tough matchup with Seattle. and Things don't get any easier after the bye as on Halloween Day, Sunday October 31st, they travel to the Cleveland Browns to face the Brownies before coming home for two straight NFC North matchups, one against the Bears, one against the Lions. Then we have a West Coast trip as the Steelers head to L.A. to face the Chargers, and then on their way back home, they stop in Cincinnati, Ohio, to face off against the Bengals. Then finally, it takes till December 5th, boys, but they get their first matchup with the Baltimore Ravens at home, 425 kickoff as of right now, before their first and only Thursday night football game as they travel to Minnesota on December 9th, 820 kick there, Thursday night football. Then they get the Titans at home on Sunday afternoon on December 19th, the day after Christmas, they go to Kansas City. What a Christmas Merry gift. Christmas to the Steelers there. Then they close things out with a game against the Browns at home in Week 17. That's on Monday Night Football, the final Monday Night Football game of the season. And they end the year in Baltimore, facing off against the Baltimore Ravens. Game is set for 1 o'clock right now. Do not hold your breath, Steelers Nation, though. That could very well be Easily the be flexed. Sunday yeah. Night Football game, especially if those two teams find themselves in a Winner take all, loser leaves town kind of matchup as far as a playoff spot or the AFC North is concerned. So that's the schedule. Uh, toughest schedule in the NFL, according to pretty much anybody you'd ask yeah. for, and the metrics as far as strength of schedule, looking at teams' wins percentage from the year prior in 2020. Steelers got the toughest sled of it. But boys, just starting from the top, I'll say this they got the Bills first week of the year. There was rumors it might be Packers in the second yeah. week. They got a nice break after Buffalo having Vegas and Cincinnati at home in weeks two and three. And they, you know they definitely did. Vegas isn't a bad football team though. It is a team that the Steelers home. should win. I mean, you're right. You're not going to Las Vegas. You're not going to the new stadium the first time that they're allowing you know fans in their full you know remotely full capacity there. Um, and then you have Cincinnati. You know you, you would be pretty happy if you're two and one after the first three weeks. Starting with Buffalo, like, you know, right after we went off the air um, the other day, I, I said to you, oh, it looks like the, the Packers are going to play the Steelers week two. Those were the rumors. I mean, that's not what ended up happening. You weren't far off, though. Yeah. I mean, if you go Buffalo, Green Bay, back to back, that's not exactly a great start. No. But, um, you, you know, going two and one, I mean, that's how I view it right now. I mean, I know a lot of things can change between now and then. But if you're two and one for the first, you know, three, that's 
really good. Um, I mean, I would definitely be happy with that. Then obviously you play Green Bay and, and you know, maybe uh, maybe it is Aaron Rodgers that's there. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Um, and, and then I guess <laughs> the next week you would play the, uh, I guess, the the most likely suitor in Denver. You know what I mean? So maybe maybe you'll see Aaron Rodgers twice in a crazy scenario. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, looking at the first three games, you know, starting with Buffalo, it's not where you want to start. But having Vegas and Cincy afterwards are, are definitely two games that you know you should handle your business in. Yeah, it's it's you look at the schedule in terms. At least we used to when it was sixteen. You looked at it in in terms of four game stretches, right? Because you want to you want to hope that your team can go at least two and two, if not three and one, down the stretch for every quarter of the season. But now with the 17th game, it kind of messes that up. But you got to look at it in just terms of, like, of, I guess, like opponents. So, yeah, you open the season on the road. for the, To uh, keep things official here, I believe this is the the ninth consecutive year. They this, haven't opened at home since, I believe, 2013. 2013. Wow. So, that might be a little bit off on the dates. There was no, I think you're right. It was the Tennessee Titan game in which they lost at home. They had, like, a safety, a weird safety at the beginning of the game, but then I don't think they put up, like, much points beyond that. It was, like, a final score of, like, 13-8 to or something, or 13-10. to It was a very low-scoring game, but that was the last time the Steelers had a season opener at home, which I feel like is kind of unfair to the Steelers. And Dale Lawley was saying on the drive the other day, since the Browns have returned to Cleveland, they've only had, I think, two years of which their season opener was not at home. So... Steelers are 0-8, and meanwhile, the Browns are whatever and two in the past 25 years or so. It's kind of ridiculous, but once again, the Steelers open up the season on the road, and you look at that first stretch as the the season opener and then those next two home games. I mean, it's imperative to the Steelers that they, they start out 2-1 and one because you go to Green Bay, and then after that, you have Denver, which isn't a terrible team. I mean, depending if they get Aaron Rodgers, that could be a really difficult game. And then you have Seattle, which is your 17th opponent. And then you have your bye week. So going into your bye week, you, I would think the Steelers would hope to be at least 3-3 three and three if they want a fighting, fighting shot at making the playoffs. It was actually 2014. Yeah, I just looked at it. 2014. And it was ironically against the Cleveland against Browns. Cleveland, yeah. Oh, really? It was the last time that they played. the tit- It was Titans 2013 at home, uh, Browns in 2014 at home. They have not been home since on a week one matchup. And... I know Art Rooney had some words with Missy Matthews uh, right after the schedule release, and you know he didn't say that he was upset with it, but you know he acknowledged that there's other factors that go into it. It's not like the league is you know right, taking sure. aim at the Steelers. It's a very fluid situation when you have to schedule uh, 32 different teams every single week for 18 weeks. Of course, teams getting a bye week every once in a while, but you know you could kind of tell that he, little peeved. I mean, yeah. just you know. I get that a couple years in a row you might not get it to fall your way, but it's been since 2014. It's a I long mean, time. I was a junior in college the last time yeah. that the Steelers had oh. a home game to start their season, and you know that's just uh, it's a bit of an anomaly. I think just the fact that Art said something in regards to it, though, even though it wasn't negative in the slightest, that's just going to be a little you know the league's going to take a notice of that, and when the 2022 mm. schedule comes out, I would not be shocked if the Steelers find themselves with a home game to open up the year. But, you know, the fans are clamoring for it, too. The fans yeah. want to open the season up at Heinz Field. But, you know, in all reality, it doesn't you matter. just have to wait one more yeah. week and you get the Vegas Raiders coming right. into town. You get back-to-back home games right yeah. off the bat. And, by the way, little, you know, feather in the Steelers' cap, and I'm sure that all of Steelers' brass is happy about this for revenue's sake after a year where you couldn't sell out the stadium. 
Steelers get the extra home game this year. The AFC yeah. is the side that gets the extra home game yeah. this year with the extra game added to the schedule. So right. that's a nice little little caveat there. I trade. I would trade not opening up at home to have the extra home game. Considering the opponent too, if it were the NFC host at this Seattle, year, yeah, that, that chalk that up to be a loss probably. No doubt, and it still could very well be a loss. But yeah. again, it's just nice to have that. At home, and when you're a team that's on the fringe, like the Steelers are to make the playoffs, as many games you can get in your own dojo is a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, looking at the schedule, it's like we keep talking about. I mean, you said it to kind of lead the episode off here, Tom, that it is the hardest schedule according to a lot of metrics, according to a lot of, uh, you know, uh, high up people. Mm -hmm. And, And I mean, I think looking at it, you can definitely agree. Um, but it definitely helps when you have some games at home, and it all kind of depends on what teams you do play at home. You know, I think I think the Seattle one at home is really big. You don't have to go there. You know, I know you have to go on the road to the Chargers, but, you know, the char- their their stadium, you know, it's not – it's kind of going to be a de facto home game yeah. anyways um, because that's how it always is when the Steelers go there. Um, you know, you have Chicago at home. I know it's – you know, it, that, that sort of thing – it does matter uh, when you really look at it. And again, you don't have to go to Vegas either. You don't have to go to Denver, which is always a big deal. Right. Is not going yeah. to Denver. Yeah, so. getting Denver back to back years at Heinz at Field is a, is a good break yeah. for the Steelers. No and doubt. early on too. Yeah, both you know, years. Yeah. Both years. Get it. Go any game in December, no matter if it's home or away, is going to carry a lot extra weight. So the fact that you get an easy opponent that is typically harder to play on the road at home in October, second week of October, it's a big break for the Steelers. Big break for the Steelers. Um, one thing that Rooney did mention that he was not too, too pleased with, and you could see the displeasure in his voice and in his facial expression when he was talking to Missy yesterday was, and I'm pretty sure you can see this interview on Steelers.com, by the way, uh, going to L.A. to face the Chargers on Sunday night football. Not too, too happy about that. West Coast trip for a Sunday night football game. And he acknowledged that the league seems to love to do this with us. They seem to love to make us play the Chargers on the West Coast on Sunday night. If you remember two years ago with right. Duck Hodges, yeah. that game was a Sunday at, night football at game. like the soccer stadium. Do you remember that? SoFi. There, yeah. yeah. No. No, Sofi, not, no. It wasn't so SoFi. No, SoFi wasn't even built yet. They were just playing in like an interim soccer, uh, like an MLS stadium. The Yeah, the LA Galaxy mm, or whatever, something. It was like a max there. capacity of like 5,000. But it was a Sunday night game, and, yeah. you know, the travel there is the team's not going to get back Monday morning until, like, 6 in the morning, right. 5 in the morning, Pittsburgh time, once mm-hmm. the, the game finally wraps up for the Chargers. So it'll be a long night, and then they got to bounce right back and face a division opponent that following Sunday in the Cincinnati Bengals. At so least it's Cincinnati if it's going to be one of the division opponents. It's going to be the worst one, yeah. but it's still the one on the road against yeah. Cincinnati, so that's the one that you could potentially trip up on. But – yeah, going to the West Coast, facing the L.A. Chargers, 8-20 kickoff. I, I mean, I get it as far as a league standpoint is concerned because the Chargers are an up-and-coming team with a young, hotshot quarterback. They want to get him on national TV a couple times yeah, this, this year. Yeah, this is a team that we've said on the show is a maybe a shoe-in for and, a wild-card And the Steelers are always going to have that cachet, e- yeah. even when they're a mediocre team or trending to be 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and like a lot of people think they are this year, Vegas setting their wins total at 8.5, so right around the 500 mark, uh, even though you can't go 500 technically anymore without a tie. But, you know, they're always going to have a draw to a national audience. So, I mean, I, I get what 
you know, he's saying, I get what fans are saying, you know, it's tough to be on the West Coast and play mm-hmm. at night. But at the same time, I totally understand where the league's coming from and setting right. this matchup up. It's a, it's a very intriguing, sexy matchup. Absolutely. I mean, again, it, it's about making money. It's all about the money for the NFL. And that's a money matchup, really. Um, you know, and if you're going to be if L.A. is going to be the, the, the home team for that game, you might as well put it in prime time, like you said, because you have Justin Herbert, a guy who. I mean, was unbelievable last year, broke the rookie touchdown record, mm-hmm. and and now he's going to play against a, a stellar defense in Pittsburgh. It might not be as good as it once was you know, last year or the years prior, but still, that's a marquee type of matchup, and why wouldn't you put it on on uh, on Sunday Night Football? I mean, it only makes sense. It, you know, it might irritate the Steelers a little bit, but from a league perspective, like you said, Dom, I mean, it's all about money, man. It's all about creating matchups. And now that... The Chargers are in L.A. I mean, that's just now a huge, huge market for the NFL, too. So do you guys want to talk about the primetime games as a whole, though? Because that's so there's five primetime games on the schedule. The max you can have is five primetime games. The Steelers. So isn't that kind of odd that they set the like they gave the Steelers the maximum with and then scheduled the Ravens for week 18 with I'm no not, possibility of a flex. I'm not sure if that's the, is that true? Is there is there a loophole where they could still flex it? I have in no idea. Week 18 because they They could still, always flex a a, a night game. game. They yeah. could flex the Chargers game. They could if the Chargers are, you know, four o'clock yeah. start in the West Coast. So Monday night games are locked into place though. You can't. Yeah. Although I actually do think there is schedule flexing for Monday night football on the, now? the new deal with the Maybe. ESPN. Um, but five primetime games as it stands right now. Seattle, the first one at home. Chicago at home on Monday Night Football. Sunday Night Football on the road against the Chargers. Thursday Night Football on the road against the Vikings. And Monday Night Football at home against the Browns. So three home primetime games for Pittsburgh Steelers under the lights in Heinz Field. That's exciting for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I like two Monday Night Football games. You know, I, I selfishly get a little Sunday back as far as if you work <laughs> yeah. around the team. So that's always a, a, a given. But, uh, Look, there's the teams that got five primetime games were teams like the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Rams, you know, big markets or teams that really are looking to contend this mm-hmm. year. Then there's that Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, it's just and the Dallas Cowboys fall into this category mm-hmm. as well. It's just there's a couple teams that no matter really what, I mean, the Steelers would have to have gone three and 13 the year prior to only have four primetime right. games. And they still yeah. probably would have four primetime games. At least it's three. Just, you know, the fan base, Steelers Nation, is all over the country. Uh, right. They want the teams on national TV that they know are going to draw the most eyes from casual fans and from a big fan base. That's why teams like Dallas, teams like the Steelers, always find themselves on primetime mm-hmm. matchups. So should not be a surprise at all that there were five uh, primetime games. When I was doing the DVE schedule release show last night, uh, Prasuda said five primetime games for the Steelers, and Dale Lawley was just like, no no bleep. Like He was yeah. basically like, well, that's every single year. It's yeah. par for the course when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. And, you know, that's it's a good thing if you're a Steelers fan to see that because it, it just confirms that the league, even though you might be on a bit of a downturn as far as Ben's final season, the team's a little bit in flux, not really sure what they're going to look like in 2021, from a league standpoint, they still view them as one of their bigger draws yeah. and want them in front of a national audience five times uh, at the minimum in prime time. Of course, there'll be games like the Packers game at 425 that will also be a national mm-hmm. audience too. So the Steelers will be in front of the nation their fair share this right. season. Yeah, and I mean, you look at all the the night games and too, if, the primetime games, they're all 
pretty good matchups. I mean, yeah. maybe other than Chicago, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe Justin maybe Justin Fields, Fields yeah. is playing at that point in time, then it becomes a hell of a lot more intriguing. Steelers and the Bears, too. Something about them. Yeah. They're, just, they're two one of the those historic teams. franchises, yep. you know? And, and, I mean, you just look, like I said, you look at, at the matchups, they're all pretty good. And, and again, it's, it's all about creating, you know, eyes on the product. And when you can create good matchups for – you know, a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, you got to think from a fan's perspective, it doesn't matter if you're a fan of the Vegas Raiders or the Buffalo Bills, whatever it is, you're going to be watching Sunday and Monday night football, even if your team isn't in it. And, oh, by the way, you might get even more people drawn in if it's a good matchup, which pretty much all of the, the, the primetime games that the Steelers have are. They might, you know, have some of the juiciest matchups really, you know, nation or I guess uh, league-wide when you look at the schedules as a whole. Looking... At the, the Thursday night game, kind of a weird Thursday night game, don't you think? Minnesota. Usually I feel like when the Steelers play a Thursday night game, it's typically against the Bengals or it's against the Browns or just another uh, kind of well-known AFC North or AFC opponent, someone that the Steelers play like almost every year. I just kind of find it odd that the Thursday night game is going to be an interleague game. I don't know if that's rare or not, but to me that just kind of looks off. It's a little Super Bowl Nine rematch. I guess I mean, if Vikings. you want to go that Steelers direction, sure. The Steel Curtain versus the Purple People Eaters. But yeah, it is a little bit of an odd matchup, but it's an intriguing matchup. It's uh, one that you only see once every three years, yeah. or maybe that'll change now that there's going to be an extra team on the game, schedule. Yeah. But for the most part, you don't see the Minnesota Vikings Mm-mm. until three years from the last time you saw them. So yeah, definitely when you see those purple horns line up against the Pittsburgh Steelers black and gold, it's a little bit of a unique experience uh, every single time, but... I like that it's a better game on Thursday Night Football. Too many times yeah. we get like a Steelers-Bengals or a Texans-Jaguars yeah. or something like that. But, you know, anytime you can steal a, oh, the Steelers are playing at Minnesota it's intriguing. in, in it's, December. Yeah. You know, both of these teams are expected to be in the thick of a playoff race at that point. Uh, both of them kind of in that fringe spot set, trying to be 6-7-8 in both sides of the, uh, the league, the Vikings in the NFC and the Steelers in the AFC, that – you know, although that they're not conference opponents and you can afford to drop games against non-conference opponents more than games against AFC foes, that might be a game that both teams just simply have to have, which mm-hmm. could lead to an absolutely incredible football game. It could. And, you know, you mentioned Minnesota, Jacob. I mean, you look at that schedule in December. It's that's tough. a bear, dude. Like, that's tough. I mean, I, you know, you play Baltimore and you know what you're getting in Baltimore. I mean, you're they're a division Baltimore opponent. twice in the last, what, six yeah. weeks of the season? Yeah. Um, you play Baltimore the first week of December. Then you play that Minnesota game against, you know, a good team. I mean, a team that's probably it's going to be. on the road. Yeah, it's on the road, too. A team that's probably going to be competing for a playoff spot. Then you play Tennessee at home. You know what you're getting there. You've played Tennessee for the last handful of years now. They're a tough football team. They're going to be in the playoff race. And then to round out the month of December. This may be the hardest stretch of yeah. any NFL team I mean, to close out the season. You're playing Kansas City. Uh, Starting in Baltimore in December yeah. 5th. I mean, with Baltimore well, coming I'm, I'm just talking about the last three. Uh, Isolate the last three. Add the three before that, brother. Because yeah, those three are playoff tough. teams too, potentially. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard. I mean, and then you play Kansas City. Um, Kansas City on the road. Merry Christmas to the Steelers the day <laughs> after Christmas. Then you play Cleveland and Baltimore to round it out. The last uh, six games, uh, that's tough, dude. Like good I mean, scheduling by the league, though. Yeah, I Steelers mean, right. playing the Browns and the Ravens. You know, last two weeks of the year, the teams that at the beginning of the year, as we sit right here, 
three contenders for the AFC North. Have and who them, knows? Have them go down the gauntlet against each other. If the Steelers upset, you know, both of them or something like that, maybe they keep one out of the playoff. Or you know what I mean? Like, And it's just nice to have those games at the end where, you know, yeah. maybe the dust You're playing settles. You're for something. Yeah, maybe the dust settles. Steelers beat the Titans and the Vikings lose to the Chiefs and they're sitting a game behind the Browns or something. Now you control your own destiny. Right, you got just beat games. them. You got to win. Yeah, exactly. So that, that could set up favorably, whereas you have the opponents that you are going to need to beat in front of you. But it's a tall task to beat those opponents. Yeah. They're pretty damn good teams. Right. Like I said, that, that month of December is tough. And then the last, obviously, the last two and Jan- the January games are really hard. That last six games, you better you better do your work against the teams that you should beat early on against, you know, teams of the lake of Chicago, Detroit, um, Cincinnati, Vegas, and then, you know, Denver too. And then maybe you win a couple of the coin flip games. You better with those last six games on the horizon. They really only have two stretches, and it's not even really a stretch because it's basically just two games. But the Raiders Bengals home set in week two and week three, and then the Bears Lions back to back weeks. Those are really their those are only must-wins. two games that are like, okay, I can circle these and be like, they should win that. You have a Denver game splashed in between Packers and Seahawks that also falls into that category. So I'd say the stretch from the Raiders starting in week two down to the Lions, you can really only afford to drop two of those games. You need to try to steal one from the Packers, Seahawks, or Browns in that stretch yep. too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if, if you don't, you're really going to have to do well in those last six games. And as we've illustrated, that's going to be easier said than done. That's why I said you have to do the work against your opponents that you should beat. I mean, nothing's a guarantee in this league. I mean, you look back, the Steelers lost to the Bengals last year. You can't afford that this year. You lose to the Bengals this year, I think you can pretty much kiss playoff hopes goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the bye week coming in week seven? Um, it could be worse. I mean, I hate when a bye week's early. Remember last year? I mean, it's year, not Steelers. that early. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It could be yeah. worse. Like, I hate when a bye week's early. Last year, Steelers getting flexed to week four was garbage. You basically just get started, and then you have to stop for a week. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, they weren't planning on that being their bye week either. So, you know, for the players, they didn't really get a full experience, get to yeah. leave the city for a week, go travel with their family. Do whatever, do whatever, they, whatever yeah. they really want for that week when they're off. Won't be the case this year. COVID seems to not be even on the NFL's radar as far as a problem. Uh, Not to say that they're negligent with it. It is on their radar, but they're doing a very good job at incentivizing teams to get vaccinated so that it doesn't seem like there's going to be many COVID problems in the league this coming season. And that's a great thing for us fans and for the league as a whole. And I like stability back. I like that it comes the week before the first Cleveland game. Gives you extra time, and I like that it comes the week after the Seahawks yeah. game too. You know, you could be a little tethered down by that game. It could wear you that's out. That's a hard. That's a hard hitting game right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's those, a big one. Those are buckling your chin strap type of teams. Pete Carroll loves to hit. Mike Tomlin, of course, loves to hit. Like, I mean, those three games: Green Bay, Denver, Seattle. I, I mean, not that I'm. You know, it could be like you said, Tom. The bye week could be worse, but those three teams in a row, then having a week off. I'm not saying that's, you know, great. It could have come at a different time, but at the same, you know, I mean, if you're going to have it early after Green Bay, Denver, and then Seattle, that's not a bad time to have your buy, especially, as you said, Jacob, leading into Cleveland. Yeah. Maybe you can get a little bit more healthy. Maybe you're right. a little dinged up at that point in now time. Now, you do have six games before the buy, 11 games following yeah. the buy. So it could have been maybe, I would say, if you could have bumped that back, maybe one or two games. Like where week nine, you get maybe? Eight games yeah. before. 
and then eight games that or nine games after that that would have been perfect that's kind of the money zone but yeah. only a handful of teams get to fall right. into that right. money zone every single season and i do believe the steelers in either 2019 or 2018 had that mid buy where it was the same amount before and after just uh it's the way that the cards fell and you know could be a lot worse could be earlier than yeah. week seven but i think they'll be fine with the week seven they get a nice six game sample under their belt and they can really reload and reevaluate before the big division games even start because right. prior to the bye the only division team you it's face cincinnati. is cincinnati yeah. at home and which that's is you have something have. that you should have yeah. no problem if you're going to trip up against cincinnati the only one I, it should be is on the road, on the road. so yeah. as it was last year should handle them in heinz field and ideally then, that buy would have come at like what the week 14 mark i think and just right before that last six game stretch starting with baltimore that we alluded to earlier. If you wanted to put it after that, bang- yeah, that would be after later the sec- in the season, after the second might, Bengals game. Might be best to rest up for a nice playoff run and a tough run, uh, like we said in those last games of the season. For I don't the Pittsburgh know Steelers. with Week 18 being implemented, how like the how the bye week changes the bye week rules because I know with Week 17 back when there were only 17 weeks of the season. I know there was a limit as to what weeks a team could have on the bye. So I don't know if that's extended now with an additional week added to the regular season. I'm not sure. I th- I'm pretty sure that once you got to, I believe it was week 13 or week 14, uh, with four weeks remaining, teams couldn't have a bye that late into the season. So I'm wondering if that got extended by one week. But still, I mean, the Steelers would be would have been able to get that bye week had it come right before those last six games. It's just they got it on the opposite end of the season. But it's kind of daunting because we sat here last year and said, well, they went four games to start the season, and then they had the bye, and they had to close out with 12 games. Now they start with six, and they have to finish with 11. That's not much different from last year, especially when you consider the additional game that we have this year with week 18 finally the preseason gets chopped off by one game for everybody else there's three preseason games the Steelers luckily get four (laughs) games as they are participating in the Hall of Fame game if you remember the 2020 Hall of Fame game was supposed to be Cowboys and Steelers that was canceled due to COVID as was the rest of the preseason in 2020 um Art said it every analyst I've heard has said it not just in regards to the Steelers anybody in the know with football has said it Good thing that the preseason is back. It does so much for people as far as player evaluation is concerned, player development is concerned. So everybody in the know in football circles are extremely happy that the preseason is back this year. Cut off a game from it. I think that's smart. If you're going to add a game to the regular season schedule, you got to take it away from the preseason schedule. Like I said, those Steelers do get four games, and, you know, again, selfishly someone who works for the team, I would normally complain about that, and it does kind of stink. But I think if there's ever a year to have four preseason games, it's a good advantage this in this year because teams didn't have one last year. Right. So, again, it's not just they like you're breaking one, rookies yeah. into a preseason. Your second-year players are experiencing right. a preseason as well. Uh, preseason schedule goes Cowboys, 
in the Hall of Fame game. That's going to be just great. You know, it's it's a party every time there's it's the Hall of Fame game. It's going to be a big weekend for the Steelers. the Steelers and Cowboys matchup. But I, especially I, this year with two classes for the and, Steelers and with I know such that, big like, names. The starting quarterback might be Ben DiNucci for the Dallas Cowboys versus Josh Dobbs for the Pittsburgh. Like, even the second stringers don't play yeah. in that game. But it's the first time you turn on your TV and you, and you see get to two watch teams hit each other. Yeah. And it's Steelers-Cowboys. Those helmets <laughs> pop every time they play each other. Then they go to Philly, little uh, state rivalry game for a preseason. They usually love to play each other in the preseason. Then Detroit, little odd that you get a team that's on your schedule gonna play, in the preseason, yeah. but you know a little nice little preview there. That's the, the, the second preseason game, third preseason game technically for the Steelers, so that's probably going to be the dress rehearsal game, I would assume, with Ben Roethlisberger playing mm-hmm. uh, a couple of series. Finally, as always, the Steelers wrap up the preseason against the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Tradition like no other, ending the season, <laughs> ending the preseason with Carolina. Um, but is there any logic to how the preseason is scheduled? I think the Panthers and Steelers have a deal for yeah, that it last seems game. That but, way. And I think the Eagles and the Steelers like to play each other as much as possible. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason to it. I think it's just, you know, a random or teams coming to an agreement. But again, like I said, nice to have a preseason and it'll be a lot of fun to have those Hall of Fame festivities. And, and it's a big year for the Steelers in the Hall of Absolutely. Fame as well. We've got people from the 2020 class as well as this year's 2021 class to get in there. So it's going to be a packed Steelers house for Steelers Cowboys on August 5th when the season gets started in Canton, Ohio. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you as always for listening. On our next episode, it's that time. We go game by game. We make our picks. We're giving you the May win-loss record for the Pittsburgh Steelers based on their 2021 schedule. Going to be a lot of fun to chop that up with these guys on our next episode. If you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you can at Steelers.com. They all live there. Or you can download and subscribe to Steelers Standard on Apple or Spotify. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I am Tom Opferman. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks, as always, for listening.